0: Morgan's AM, your pre-market briefing. Equity markets retreated, logging their lowest close of September to date as Treasury yields climbed climbed ahead of the conclusion of the Fed Reserve's two-day monetary policy meeting. Dow fell 107 points, or 0.3%. Walt Disney fell 3.6% after announcing plans to nearly double its investment in its cruise and parks business. The broader S&P 500 eased 0.12 percent with energy and consumer discretionary, leading 9 of the 11 primary sectors lower. Healthcare and communication services were were the only primary sectors to edge higher overnight. The S&P 500 has entered its weakest 10-day period of the year historically, according to the Bank of America Global Research Report, released overnight. The NASDAQ fell 0.12. percent Intel Corp fell as much as 5% after the chip company made some cautionary comments on data centre chip demand. CFO David Zinsner told investors that channel inventory of the DC processors is taking longer to clear than it did for the company's PC processor business, adding that Intel is finding recovery in the DC business to be a little bit more delayed. The small capitalization Russell 2000 lost 0.4%. Maple Bear, the parent company of online grocery delivery service known as Instacart, made a strong debut on Wall Street after pricing its IPO at $30 a share, and at the top end of the range. Maple Bear opened at $42 before settling 13% higher at $33.70. The IPO priced Instacart at $10 billion valuation, down from the private market valuation of $40 billion at the height of the COVID pandemic. In US corporate earnings, FedEx, General Mills, and KB Home released quarterly results tonight, while Boston Scientific hosts its Investor Day. In US economic data, housing starts dropped by 11% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.2 million units in August, weaker than consensus economists' forecasts, and the lowest level since June 2020. For the year, housing construction is down more than 14%, according to the Commerce Department. Building permits rose more than, more than 7%, topping economists' forecasts. Federal Reserve is widely expected to hold interest rates steady between 5.25 and 55 when they conclude their latest monetary policy meeting tomorrow morning. Fed policymakers will also publish their updated summary of economic projections, while Fed Chair Jerome Powell will host a press conference. The Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development released its latest interim economic outlook report overnight. After recording 3.3% growth rate in 2022, GDP is on course to expand by 3% this year. However, global growth is now expected to slow to 2.7% in 2024. The US economy is now expected to grow by 2.2% this year, significantly better than the 1.6% from the June report. Turning to inflation outlook, the OECD observed that inflation is projected to moderate gradually over 2023 and 2024, but to remain above the central bank objectives in most economies. European bourses logged modest losses with the weaker retail set- sector, offsetting gains for the banking and oil and gas sectors, to leave the pan-European stock 600 just 0.04% lower. Germany's DAX lost 0.4%, France's CAC deked out a, 0.0, a 0.1% rise. The OECD cut Eurozone's growth outlook for 23 to 0.6%, and now projects next year's growth rate at 1.1%. In economic data, final reading for the Eurozone CPI for August was revised slightly lower to 5.2% year-on-year. Year. The rise in food, alcohol and tobacco prices slowed to 10% year-on-year. Year. Eurozone construction output for July is released tonight. London FTSE 100-inch, 0.1% higher as investors eyed inflation tonight and the Bank of England's latest interest rate policy decision on Thursday night. Kingfisher slumped 12% after the do-it-yourself retail major issued a profit warning. The group cited worsening conditions in Poland as well as continued struggles in France. The profit downgrade overshadowed the announcement of a large buyback program. In UK economic data, the CPI and PPI for August are released on Wednesday night. Base metals mostly weaker, copper lost 1% to $8,294 a tonne or $3.76 a pound. Inventories in LME warehouses continue to build, highlighting rising supply and mid-weaker demand. LME stocks have soared by 175% since mid-July. Aluminium lost 0.4% to $2,211 a tonne and zinc shed 2% to $2,480 a tonne. However, nickel rose 0.2% after touching a 14-month low of $19,550 earlier in the session. People's Bank of China announces their latest decision around their one-year and five-year loan prime rates later today. Benchmark Spot Iron ore lost $1.35 or 1% to $120 a metric tonne. According to the OECD, Chinese economic growth will be 5.1% this year. Growth in China is expected to be held back by subdued domestic demand and structural stresses in the property market, according to the report. Silver futures ease 0.2% to $23.40 an ounce. Benchmark oil prices posted their first decline in four sessions, but not before recording a fresh intraday high for the year. WTI slipped 30 cents or 0.3% to 91.20, 91.20 a barrel after touching an intra session high of 93.74 a barrel. Brent dipped 9 cents to $94.30 a barrel. US Treasury yields climbed across the curve with the US 10 year Treasury yields rising 4.8 basis points to 4.36% and logging the highest yield settlement for the benchmark maturity since October 2007. The 30-year bond yield added 3.3 basis points to 4.42%, the two-year note climbed 4.7 basis points to 5.1%, making the highest yield settlement for the short date of maturity since July 2006. A host of global central banks are scheduled to announce monetary policy decisions over the next 48 hours, including the Fed, Bank of England, Brazil, Indonesia, Bank of Japan, and more. AUD buying 64.5 US cents, Canada's CPI rose 4% on an annualised basis in August. Meanwhile, the Deputy Governor of the Bank of Canada said overnight that the central bank was prepared to end its recent so called pause on monetary policy tightening and raise the policy interest rates further if needed, noting that inflation is still high, still too high, and that tends to mean the real interest rates need to be, remain high. The Westpac leading index for August headlines today's economic calendar, while Japan's balance of trade figures for August headlines the broader economic calendar. This is general advice only, and we have not considered your needs or objectives.